What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. Hope everybody's having a great weekend, and I hope everybody, you know, enjoys their day off. I forgot, what is it, Memorial Day, I think it is, but, you know, I hope, like I said, I hope everybody just spends the day with their family, their friends, just chilling by themselves, you feel me? And <sighs> Night of Champions last, like, yesterday was so great, bro. So great. There was a lot of highs about that entire pay-per-view. You know, a little bit of lows. But that ending for that pay-per-view, if you haven't watched Night of Champions, bro, go watch Night of Champions. Especially the last match of Night of Champions, bro. It's, it's, it's worth the wait. It's literally worth the wait. Between all the matches, it's literally worth the wait, bro. Honestly, out of all of them, you already know there's one that's completely trash. And, oh, boy. I mean, we're going to talk about each and every one. We're going to talk about each and every one. And we're just going to go right into this episode. And you already know how this ep- each and every episode works. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get get let's get right into today's episode. So, first match we had on the card, we have Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship to kick off. So the first main event match of the night. And I gotta say this match was really good. This was a really great match to kick off, uh, to kick off Night of Champions. I really did. Like the crowd for AJ Styles, as soon as his, as soon as his music hit, the crowd was hype. But once Seth Rollins' music hit, bruh, once Seth Rollins' music hit, the entire crowd, the entire crowd, I was just singing it, man, just singing it, praising it. Praising Seth Rollins and it was insane. All I literally hear from the crowd as soon as, as soon as the literally the lights turned dim and everything's like, oh, 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 oh. and just they kept going and going. I'm like, yo. This is why Seth Rollins is very much over in the WWE, bro. Ever since he had this new, bro, like, persona, this new character, the visionary, the revolutionary Seth freaking Rollins, bro. By, obviously, this is the best version of Rollins, bro. Obviously, the Shield Rollins was great. You know, the regular, you know, you know, after the whole Shield thing, that type of Rollins was great. You know, Monday, Monday Night Messiah was okay. Visionary, like, visionary Seth Rollins is badass, bro. <laughs> visionary Seth Rollins is badass with the different color suits, different color attire, especially his the crowd literally knowing and singing his song during every match. Doesn't matter if it's a house show, doesn't matter if it's a live event, doesn't matter if it's a Raw or SmackDown or PLE, a, a, a Night of Champions or anything like that, bro. Everybody is loves this man Seth Rollins bro and honestly he deserves to become the new world heavyweight champion bro I mean in this match I would say like if I give my honest truth bro I didn't really care who won this match because honestly both AJ Styles and Seth Rollins both deserve this title if you think about it because last time Seth Rollins ever won a world heavy like a world championship was the universal title and that was like 2019 and I remember I don't remember who he dropped it to. I really don't remember who he dropped it to. I think I think it was the fiend, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the fiend at Hell in a Cell 
in 2019 when it was defeating Seth Rollins for the Universal title, which was, God, the worst main event match of all time in that Hell in a Cell card. Like, oh my God, that shit was terrible. And, like, ever since then, this, you know, this man, that man could not really keep a title for more than, like, a couple months, man. And now I'm thinking, looking back at it, man, because the last time, like, AJ Styles also won a, you know, the WWE title. Well, it's a world heavyweight title in general. Well, I think, or the last time he had it was, like, I think 2017, 2016, 2017. I think he had it for, like, a good, like, couple months, and then he had it for, like, a full-blown year. So I think, I don't think he dropped it to, like, somewhere between, like, 2017. So I don't remember when, though, but that's the last time I remember he dropped it. And after that, we this man, obviously, he had, you know, United States Championship, and then after that, he had the Intercontinental title, and he had the Raw Tag Team titles after that. And, you know, he just never really touched championship, like world heavyweight championship gold and since after, like, 2017 or so. And now fast forward to 2023 in the, in the, in the finals in, the, in, in a main event, you know, match or one of three main event matches. Him, you know, being in a main event match on top of that, getting main event gold to get, like, the Big Goldie now, like, an updated version of the Big Goldie, it's, like, a really good sight to see. Because the last time them two actually, actually wrestled was Money in the Bank in 2019 for the Universal title when Seth Rollins at the time was Universal Champion and AJ Styles was competing for the Universal title. And obviously from then, from 2019 to now, they evolved, like, dr- like drastically, and they, they both look great in the ring, man. Great in the ring. Obviously, there's a lot of near falls. I know that Seth Rollins, when he was doing a suicide dive, his knee buckled as soon as as soon as he landed on, I think the his left his left leg and the knee buckled after that. And I'm like, ah, shit. So either they're gonna have AJ, I was like, they either gonna have AJ Styles win or you know Seth Rollins power throughs and like you know powers through his 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 a little bit of his uh knee injury and just you know do the stomp and then get out of there, which is exactly what they did and. My my boy actually, I, I think I think Seth Rollins actually botched the stomp just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit. But it was still like a, it still turned out clean after a while. And then after that, one two three, my boy Seth Rollins got the win. And after that, you know, he's now the new and the first ever new world heavyweight champion. So, like, obviously, you know, the old Big Goldie had all of its greats on there, like John Cena, Randy Orton. Uh, Batista, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane. Um, it had like basically all the greats on there. And now with the new World Heavyweight Champion, it's like championship, you know, the updated version of the Big Goldie. And now you have Seth Rollins carrying on that, you know, the the legacy of the Big Goldie belt. So now we we just got to see. I hope, I hope, you know, I really hope that Seth Rollins can keep this title for like a good year, at least probably to like maybe next year's WrestleMania. If not next year's WrestleMania, maybe a good like year after that, or maybe like have him keep this for a good like maybe year and a half, two years, and then drop the title. Because I want this, I want the Big Goldie to be remembered as like a very like I, like the the new version of Big Gold Bill. I want it to be remembered as a, like a great title, not like a title that was just passed around from like people to people because. The big don't get me wrong. The big gold back then was like a great title. It's a great title belt. Still a great title belt to this day. Don't get me wrong. It, like I have no, I have nothing 
like no beef with this title belt. I, I like I don't see nothing wrong with this title belt. It, it it just lost prestige after it just jumped from person to person to person to person. Like it jumped from one person for like two weeks, and it jumped to another person for like a month, then jumped to another person for like a couple days, and then jumped to another person for like three months, and then it's like it was just like it was just it just got like. It got outdated after, you know, after it just kept on jumping from person to person. And there's like there's some people on, you know, that had the belt like like Mark Henry and Kane and Jack Swagger and God awful. It looks so goddamn terrible on Jack Swagger. It looks so bad on Jack Swagger, man. And I'm, that's what I'm just saying, man. Like all that it just kept from jumping to person to person to person. And it never really like after a while, when it just kept on jumping from person to person to person, it just lost its value after like a, a Oh, short amount in that short amount of span, and then after that, Alberto Del Rio had it, and oh my god, that that was just garbage. I think the people that actually had that brought out the best of the Big Goldie bro, um, before the new version of this, the new update of the Big Gold was John Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, Randy Orton, um, I I think uh, CM Punk when he had the World Heavyweight Title at one point, um, I thought. I don't. I don't really don't remember. Like I'm. I'm literally trying to think of some other people that had this. As well as Batista. Um. Obviously, Rick, it looked great on Ric Flair way back when. Um. And and just a lot of other, you know, people that just been hold, hold the title for such a long, long period of time, man. And I'm. I'm just really excited that it's back in the WWE. I know that some people hate the style of the belt because, I mean. Because one, it's like it's the big gold belt, but if you which which I looked at the background, it's basically like the big gold belt, but with different from but different designs from different titles across the years. So I remember they had like the lines from the big gold belt, and then they had the crown from the uh, wing eagle belt, and then like which I didn't know at the time, which I didn't know at all when it first released until I watched a video about what titles make that new big gold version the better like the updated version of the big gold belt which was actually pretty cool and pretty sick to watch about it and you know now that it's back in wwe now it's back you know and uh, like around someone's race uh waist and now that it's on seth rollins i am i'm definitely looking forward what they will what he will bring to the roster with the two with the title i mean we know it's Seth freaking Rollins, bro. Seth freaking Rollins is no wrong. And plus, when he when he does his matches, his matches is mostly five stars. Even if it's on like a like a live event or just like a like a regular like Raw or SmackDown, you know, television show, bro. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, would I like AJ to win the title, bro? Like, yes, because in a way, AJ does deserve this title more than Seth Rollins. But I know that Seth Rollins was the fan favorite in this entire match to win regardless anyway. But I wouldn't really mind, like, AJ to, to beat Rollins. I really didn't mind, honestly. Because like I said from the beginning, bro, any, it was like a 50-50. Because anybody, anybody between these two great wrestlers, bro, could have won this title. And I mean, both of them could, bro. Like, it could have been AJ Styles. I could have been fine with Seth Rollins losing this title. I, I, I could have, you know, I, I don't mind him losing this title, though, bro. I really don't. So, like, with AJ, I don't know if they're going to, you know, have him try to have a rematch at maybe Money in the Bank for the title. I don't really know. I don't know if they're going to have, you know, him have a new, you know, fight someone new at Money in the Bank. Um, I'm just looking forward to what Seth Rollins can bring with the table. 
how long Seth Rollins can keep the belt, if Seth Rollins cannot get injured while still holding this belt and relinquish it, like how, you know, Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, I think 2016. I forgot what month. I think it's like August or July or June of 2016. I don't remember. It was like right after Money in the Bank. I just don't remember. I think it was July or August of 2016. When it was the first, when the universal title, the ugly red belt universal championship to represent Raw, and like after when um, Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins um, for the universal title to become the first universal champion, and then had to relinquish the belt because of his injury, because the injury that Seth Rollins gave him. So, like, like, like I said, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about. Who would have won it? Regardless, I'm happy of the results. A, if AJ won it, if, if sorry, if AJ won the title, I would have been happy, screaming. If Seth Rollins, like he did, won the like since he won the belt, I will be screaming too. It like it doesn't matter to me who won this title. It doesn't as long as you know it's a person that's in the WWE that's not part time win this title. Then I'm great. I'm good. Like I could, I'm chilling. Like I don't want, I don't want no part timer like. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns that, that, you know, since he's holding Universal and WWE title to be like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to, you know, be the, you know, a, like another world heavyweight champion. I'm going to keep this belt till you know, someone tells me I cannot keep it anymore. So, like, if you don't, if you don't like that AJ Styles not champion, I mean, I don't blame you. Does he deserve it a little bit more than Seth does? Yeah, he does. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna just be like, nah. AJ does. AJ Styles doesn't deserve this title. He deserves this title as much as you know Seth Rollins deserves this belt, bro. It's obvious, bro. I mean, it's obvious. And like, you got to think about it because Seth has literally always been, will always be like Triple H's main dude, bro. Like, if you think about it, because. If there if there were like if there was like nobody above Triple H, like really, if there is if say for example, if Vince McMahon was not in the company right now, since if he never came back to the company, and um and obviously if you know his wife was CEO and he was still head of creative without Vince McMahon telling his ass what to do, Seth would have probably got a rematch. Uh, with Roman Reigns, he would have been undisputed champ a long time ago. And on top of that, he would have dethroned Roman Reigns. He would have definitely he would have got his he would have got his redemption match probably at maybe another PLE, maybe like either Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania, or I won't say WrestleMania, maybe like Elimination Chamber, and then bam, undisputed champion. His his title like Roman's title reign would have been done a long time ago, bro. Like, and it and it actually shows up like doesn't matter how hard this man works, bro. Doesn't matter if he were you know how hard this man works. It doesn't matter if it's just house shows. Doesn't matter if it's promo. It doesn't matter what he's doing, bro. Like, Seth Rollins will always be a better wrestler than Roman Reigns. And one, he actually shows it. Instead of being coming a part time, he puts in the work every single day, bro. Shows it in the ring, bro. Goes to live shows and just shows it to the fans, and the fans' faces know that, bro. Seth Rollins deserves to be world champion again. He deserves it. 
Like, real talk, he needs to be world champion. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm excited that he's world champion now. I'm excited that he has, like, world heavyweight gold around his, around his you know, belt, uh, around his waist again. And I'm just like, super excited to see what, you know, the future uh, has in store for, for Seth Rollins. And, you know, I can definitely, definitely see some, um, some great future opponents, uh, great future rivalries, you know, in the, uh, in the future. Maybe I got, maybe uh, you got, maybe Bobby Lashley, you feel me? L.A. Knight, Edge, The Miz, Finn Balor, hint, hint, wink, wink. You know, those will be some, that's already like some of the great rivals, rivalries I can see. Plus, it's, some of them have history. Some of them don't. But um, I'm just waiting for it. I'm really waiting for that time, bro. But congratulations to Seth Rollins to become the first uh, world heavyweight champion of the new era. And I'm just happy to see what happens when it comes on this month, uh, this Monday night on Raw, because he will come to Monday Night Raw with that title. So we'll just see what WWE has in store for my boy Seth Rollins here. Next match we have on the card, we have the man Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. This match was really good. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was a really it was a really good match in my opinion. Like, I mean, a little, like, it, it did start off, like, a little rocky because um, <laughs> my girl Becky was just, like, literally staring in headlights. She, she was, like, not even phased, not even moving, just staring right at Trish. And I'm like, yo, girl, you going to move? Like, use your statue right now? And then, boop, and just start going and just start going in heavy, 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 heavy with Trish. And obviously, there won't be no Trish without cheating <laughs> because she did cheat in you know, through, throughout, not want to say throughout the entire match, but during the ending, I didn't realize, you know, Zoe Stark was literally going to come out of nowhere and then screw over, you know, um, Becky Lynch like that. And let, let me just say one thing. What, 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 what was she even wearing? What was Becky Lynch even wearing, bro? Like, that was such, such an ugly suit, bro. She looked like Kill Bill. Like, she, she looked like Kill Bill, like a bright yellow suit, bro. And... In her way, her wrestling boots kind of look like Tim's, bro. Just look like like yellow Tim's, bro. They really do like like yellow Tim's. I would have said like her whole type of suit probably looked like a racing, like a like a track suit, like a whole racing track suit. And <laughs> I don't know. It was just uh I don't know. It looked kind of weird, bro. Like her, if I just had to roast Becky, bro, she she looks like a she looks like one of like the yellow Power Rangers, man. She that's what her suit entire looks like, bro. It looks like she's she just killed a Power Ranger and just wore the suit, bro. She either looks like Kill Bill or a Power Ranger from like the nineties or the early two thousands, bro. <laughs> because everybody was just like as much as like I I did like the matches, everybody was roasting her about her suit, including me, bro. So I was like, she looked like a pack of mustard. She looked like maybe she maybe she looked like the yellow crayon. Like any, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Her her suit was weird. I feel like she could have done a, like a new, like a better like clothing, you know, for like a a better suit or a better like wardrobe for her match against Trish. But it is what it is, bro. We got Kill Bill versus Trish Stratus at this point. But um, in this match, I did want Becky to win, 
But if it wasn't for Zoe, bro, oh god, if it wasn't for Zoe start interviewing, obviously Becky Lynch would have won this match. And I know that they want to drag this out because I did I did hear a rumor that they're they're gonna make this match into a trilogy. So obviously the first match was gonna be at Night of Champions, the next one is gonna be at uh Money in the Bank, and then the final one's gonna be at SummerSlam. So I don't know um if they're gonna have uh if they're gonna have like a, her last match, probably gonna be like a last woman standing match. Or a Falls Count Anywhere match, a no disqualifications match, a you know, tables, ladders, and chairs match. I feel like they should bring back matches like those um to end, you know, rivalry disputes like that. But I know that I, I this is this is how I feel like it's gonna go down for her end of her trilogy, like her third match. It's either gonna be like a very heavy stipulation, maybe like Hell in a Cell or something like that, and or or you have Lita come back, screw over Trish. And then help Becky to win, or you have Lita come back, and then you have Lita versus Becky versus Zoe Stark and Trish Stratus. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, I like I really, in a way, I did want Lita to come out and you know cause Trish to you know be distracted, and then Becky can get the win. But um. After a while, bro. After a while, I, I really this is this is how I feel about Trish, bro. Trish is a great wrestler. I won't say she's excellent, but she's a great wrestler. Some of her stuff can be mid. I'm not gonna lie. I mean that promo that she cut about you know about Becky was was pretty good. It wasn't the best, but it was pretty good. And when Becky cut her promo on Monday Night Raw about Trish, um. I guess basically telling her that she sucks, and so her aunt was like wolf, wolf, bitch, and I'm like, damn, she couldn't really take that. She couldn't really handle that. I'm because I'm guessing, in my opinion, that Trish Stratus is technically scared of losing to a new generation superstar, a better, well-known superstar like Becky Lynch, because like I said, Becky Lynch has done it all. She she was tag team champ. She was a woman tag team champion. If Trish ever messed that up, she never. She would have continued being a woman tag team champion if Trish never messed it up. Um, she's already been. She's literally already been um, WWE, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion. She always been Raw Women's Champion. She main evented WrestleMania in 2019. Literally did a winner takes all match first when it was her, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda Rousey. And she became two belt back two uh Becky two belts or two belt Becky was one of the two. And she's basically done it all in a matter of a couple of years, man. And I'm and I think Trish is like in a way is scared of that because like a younger, better, you know, version of basically you is doing what you couldn't do after, you know, a while. I mean, don't get me wrong, Trish will always be the longest uh women's champion ever sitting at 472 days even though I, I really wanted to search someone to pass that but I will get that I'll get to that later on in the episode but I'm guessing Trish is trying to say that she's still relevant in the WWE which I mean she will always become relevant she will always stay relevant but for someone to be like yo like you suck I've been doing this I've been in this company for who knows how long like you, you, you gotta give credit what credit's due. As much as I love Trish, because yes, like I said, she is a great wrestler. 
you got to pass it down to the new generation because the new generation obviously can accomplish a lot more. And obviously, um, with these different type of rules, these set of rules from back then till now, obviously it's different. So you got to, you also got to take that into perspective too because, um, Yes, even though Trish is a lot much a lot older, much wiser, has a lot of tricks up her sleeve. Um, Becky like Becky can do the same exact thing too, bro. Becky can do the same exact thing, except that she, you know, she's always been doing everything by herself, except for that one time when it was her and Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, but we don't really talk about that. But um I know that later on down the line it will be Becky and Lita versus Starks and Trish Stratus, and I do, and I do really have to get credit with credit due because that that three sixty spinning knee kick to the face, bro. I love, I really love that move from Zoe, bro. I really do. And to see Zoe Stark in like, you know, in her first in a way, ple without wrestling is actually insane to see. It's really actually really good to see. Because they're now, ever since you know, she got drafted to Raw, they're actually using her a lot better, which I feel like this is the start of using Zoe Stark a lot better. Because, no, get me wrong, she was getting used good on NXT, but, you know, not as much as you thought she would be, like, beforehand. But now, since she's on the main roster on Raw, now we get to see what she has in stores for us on, you know... On Raw because her first match was against Candice LeRae and obviously she destroyed Candice LeRae in her first match and I think it was her first match if not someone will correct me but she destroyed Candice LeRae in her first match and then after that it was just silence dead cricket so now I feel like they're gonna either form either a a little bit of a faction when it was when it's here now her and Trish or a little bit of a tag team to win some tag team gold I don't I have no idea. But I just know that they're going to use Zoe Stark a lot better now. Now she's paired up with a Hall of Famer and, you know, a the world, the, basically the longest women's champion of all time. And I, I will say this, man, like that, that finisher by Zoe is really good, bro, because she literally had Becky bleeding, bro, from her nose. Like it was like such a hard hit that she was legit bleeding from her nose. And this is not no paper cut bleed. This is not no, I hit you in the turnbuckle type bleed. This is like, I'm going to hit you with my knee and that shit going to hurt type bleed. And she did. And, you know, I really liked it though. <laughs> and <laughs> it, you got you to gotta admit, it's a little bit of some stratisfaction. <laughs> you got to you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think, bro. It, it's literally stratisfaction. I, I really like that. I really do like that. So, um, Congratulations to to uh, Stress Stratus for beating Becky. Obviously, this is gonna be like a tri- trilogy type uh, type rivalry between Becky and um, Trish. With and then obviously with a little help with uh, Zoe Stark in the mix. So I don't know what has in store with uh, Trish. I don't know if they're gonna go like hella dirty. Like bring obviously they're gonna bring Lita back some. Uh, some point down the line. I think their last match, which is probably SummerSlam, I know that they're probably going to bring her back for that. Um, and when, when it comes when it comes time, bro, when it comes time, I, I just know that uh, I just know that Trish will actually pull through. 
do good and honestly i've heard so much stuff that people said this match should have been left for raw it wasn't really that of a good match it was i wouldn't say it's mid but it's like a little bit better than mid like on god i can definitely see that this match it was a little bit better than mid i mean it could have done a lot better but it's 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 it, the reason why I say that because obviously it's Trish Stratus because they were kind of a little bit slow in the ring. They didn't pick up till maybe sometime in the last couple minutes of the match, and it's just obviously this obviously was to make Trish Stratus look really good. And like I said about Zoe Stark, I hope this boosts her career. I hope she can get over as a great uh, heel because technically she is a heel now, partnering up with Trish Stratus, and I'm just waiting on what will happen. Later on with their feud, with their rivalry, and to see what obviously Zoe Stark can bring to the table and what Trish Stratus has left that we probably have never seen in a minute from your girl Trish Stratus herself. So congratulations for Trish Stratus within the match, and we'll see later on what she has in stores for us um, on Monday Night Raw. All right, so the next match we have on the list is Gunther versus... Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental Championship. And this match was really, really entertaining. And I was very interested and it was exciting. And everything about this match was really good. And I and I really like how Ali made Gunther like very like very strong in this match. Cause at one point, Ali almost had Gunther. Legit, I think he did like a four four fifty, and then dude, like it was like a thing was like two and a half, and I'm like, bro, imagine if Mustafa Ali finally got the push he deserves, and he dethroned Gunther. That like, and Ali's like one of the biggest underdogs in the WWE to this day. Like he had so much shots of like WWE gave this man like so much shots, like the the main one. I mean, the main, main one of all of them was him winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, bro. And WWE always tend to bury Ali, no matter what match it is. They always tend to bury this man. Because this man can give you great matches, man. Great matches. But after that, but after this match, what do you learn? No matter how good their opponent is, Gunther's just an unstoppable force. By the way, this was, this was no... This was no other people of Imperium, just Gunther, just the ring general, doing his business, beating beating his uh, opponents, and getting out of there. And I really, I really am interested of, of what, you know, uh, of what Mustafa does after this, because after him pinning and almost beating the ring general, the... The like you know the greatest or one of not the greatest IC champions of all time right now, plus a former NXT UK champion, world heavyweight UK champion, and it's Gunther just amazes me every single time when holding that IC title. Ever since that man held the IC title, bro, since if he got to the main roster, has been fantastic. All of his matches was fantastic, bro. All of them. Like, I remember he beat Ricochet for the title. He had a great match with Rey Mysterio. He had a great match with Madcap Moss. He, had a, he has a great match with Ali, like, last night. 
had a great and he like every single person that he that he faced, he had a great match. Sheamus, one of the best matches with Sheamus. If you don't remember, match match of uh, of night two was Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship in a triple threat match. That was fire. That was the best match of night two, hands down. The best match of night two, hands down, on the WrestleMania card. So if that was the best match on top of that, don't we do we have to remind people Clash of the Castle last year when it was Sheamus versus Gunther for the IC title and bunch of so much loved and adored UK fans in Wales, in UK Wales? Bruh. If you don't like Gunther or what he does or what he brings to the company, then you might as well just hate WWE in general, bro, because Gunther has improved so much from NXT UK. He has improved so much from UK and from regular NXT. Ever since he got to the main roster, he's just been dominant. Dominant, 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 dominant. And people hate on Gunther. It's like, oh, he held the high C title so long. It's time for him to drop it, bro. If you don't like Gunther, just say that. If you don't like anything about Gunther, just say that, bro. And you can definitely just go to AEW if you hate this man. I, I don't care, bro. Imperium and Gun and just Gunther in general just brings something to the WWE that astonishes me every single time. Every single time this man wrestles, it's just so great to watch, bro. So entertaining. If you don't know what what will happen, bro. All good things comes. All, all good things comes when it's Gunther, bro. Like, oh God. And honestly, I know he hasn't really uh he hasn't really broken Honky Tonk, uh Honky Tonk's an IC record, but his record is coming up in September. I think September 8th, if I'm if I do not believe. So man has like I think what three months, four months till he breaks that record. So I think I think I think it's like Three, three to four months till he breaks Honky Tonk's record to become the longest IC champion of all time. And obviously, once he breaks the title, I'm sorry, once he breaks the record, once he breaks the IC record and becomes the longest reigning IC champion of all time in the modern generation, in this modern era, then he will drop the title. Maybe to, I don't know, L, like maybe to L.A. Knight. Yeah. Like and and I, I know that's gonna happen, bro. I, I wouldn't mind to see my boy L.A. Knight, um, to L.A. Knight win the IC title, honestly, because I, I I feel like that match will be golden, bro. His next opponent that he drops, or the next opponent that he drops the title to is is L.A. Knight. Yeah, that you know how great of a match that would be. Karen Cross, it would be it would be good, not great. LA Knight, fantastic. Montez Ford, I will love it. Angelo Dawkins, it'll be also a good thing too. Like, there's so much people that he can drop, he can drop the title to. But my top two, my top two right now is it the LA Knight or Montez Ford, bro. Oh God. That's the next, that's the only two people that you should be considered of dropping it to, bro. Cause I'll definitely love to see, I would definitely love to see my boy. Montez Ford with some gold, bro. With some solo gold. United States was very close, but not but no cornbread. I see gold. I can see that happen. I can see when having this man win I see gold. And I'll be very happy if either LA Knight or Montez went 
Juan says for wins IC gold, bro. Like real talk, bro. Because if you think about it, bro, ever since he had that title, bro, no one can touch the ring. No one. No one, bro. And Gunther so and Gunther did that last night. Showed up, showed out, and retained his title and left, bro. Because Mustafa Ali gave this man a run for money. Even though the beginning and the middle of the match, this dude literally was getting squashed. And I mean squashed. Squashed during the match, bro. Literally. Like, bro, was getting thrown out the out the ring. Dude got chopped so many times. Bro was bro was literally thrown into the like into the metal post and just got yeah, was just used as a rag doll like they do with Ricochet. And it's <laughs> it's like funny to see, bro. Because look, as much as I as much as Ali is so underrated, Ali can sell, bro. Like Ali can definitely sell. He can literally sell all like fucking moves, bro. And I'm huh, they need to start pushing Ollie more. Like, oh god, bro. After this match, they like after this match happened, bro. They need to start pushing Ollie and a lot more, bro. And I mean a lot more. Cause this man is compassionate when it comes to wrestling. This man can do no wrong. Obviously, when it comes to matches, they overlook the man because how small he is, how short he is. But dude can prove proves prove himself every fucking year why he deserves to have gold around his waist. And they really, you know, throw this man to the side. They always bury Ali, which is, I, I never get it. I never get it. Man brings you good matches. Doesn't matter if he's in a battle royale, one-on-one, two-on-two, tag team, fatal four-way, fatal five-way, or just any type of match. This man literally sells great wrestling moves, helps other people get over, and he can literally win matches, bro. Just give him, like, a great stipulation, or give him something that he can motive, like you know, just have motivation for, and bam, Ali wins the match, bro. Like on oh God, bro. Like people like Gunther, in the like Gunther always like just looks amazing with Ali, bro. Like another person that can sell matches besides Ali, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is another one that can sell great. I mean, sometimes from time to time, a nigga does too much. Just like Ali would do a little bit too much when selling the move, but bro, look, Ali keeps proving himself again and again that he can compete with big time stars like like Gunther, bro. And he didn't, and like I said, Gunther didn't really need the rest of the Imperium. He said, bro, I can do this on my own. And he gave us a great match, bro. I think this like match was like maybe like 15 minutes long, 15 to close to 20 minutes long. Or maybe like I think it was like either 12 to 15. I don't know. But he gave us a great match. And I loved it. I love every second of this match, bro. Every second of this match, bro. And Ali getting uh, literally power bombing the ring general. Literally did a nice power bomb. Then followed up with the 450. Bruh, you cannot tell me. You cannot tell me Ali does not belong with the big dogs, bro. You cannot tell me he doesn't belong with them, bro. Even though Ali was getting tossed around like a ragdoll for, 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 I think, almost half of the match. But, you know, he did good, bro. And, though, the pop, you got to think about the pop when Ali came out, bro. And he was wearing, you know, the the Habibi, uh, I forgot what, what are those things are because I'm not good with, like, 
uh, those type of um, type of clothing and outfits that uh, Arabians wear in Saudi Arabia and everything in Dubai. I'm not really familiar with what the, what the name is called, but y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Bro, the, the dude has such a loud pop as soon as he came out, man. Like the 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 clothes the, the clothes was on point, the ring gear was on point, the pop was loud as hell. Obviously for Gunther, obviously he was like booed, but Ali was the fan favorite of this entire match, bro. The entire match, Ali was the fan favorite, and they wanted Ali to win so fucking bad, bro. So bad. And I mean, I knew that. Gunther was going to, you know, retain his title. And I thought they were going to, like, destroy and bury Ali again. But, nah, they didn't. They didn't bury Ali because if they buried Ali, like, squashed this man, they would have been like, all right, bro, you just doing my boy Ali dirty, though. But, nah, he proved himself that he can hang with the big dogs, that he can hold his weight, that he can hold his own. And he's not afraid of a, of a little challenge to get what he wants, bro. Not afraid. And I'm happy that, you know, they went with that route instead of squashing this man, bro. And and I honestly think for if we talk about for mid card titles, yeah, match like that was like the best match for a mid card title, bro. Because honestly, if they had the United States Championship on this title too, on this on this match card, I don't know what would have happened as well too. Because I remember on Friday Night SmackDown it was Sheamus versus uh versus Austin Theory for the United States title, and I don't know how well. Like that would that match will hold up on, you know, competing with Gunther and uh, Mustafa Ali, but overall the match was really good. I really like this, um, the the match, the entire match, and like like I said, we will always appreciate Ali's ability to sell, bro, because honestly, that one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite selling points of the match was. When Ali was literally tossed out the ring, just looking like a little rag dog, and I literally thought that shit killed him. Like he literally knocked himself out and just couldn't breathe and just was laying there and just was just knocked out with with uh, with all of his life. And it really, really made Gunther like it really made him look like more of a like an unstoppable force. And Gunther is 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 an unstoppable force, man. I loved everything about this man. This man is has a long has a long way to go in the company and on the main roster, but just him being here for all, all like on the main roster for a little over a year, he literally proved himself time and time again why Gunther deserves to stay on the roster. And obviously, there you Gunther is a world champion, world champion right there, right in front of our faces. Him having the IC title for this long, bruh, and him being in the Royal Rumble for like. Like, literally almost the same time as Cody Rhodes and almost beating and eliminating Cody Rhodes back at Royal Rumble in the beginning of the year? Bro, that just that just basically tells me all I need to know, bro. From the Royal Rumble, from showing up and showing out at WrestleMania Hollywood to his match at Night of Champions? Bro, you cannot tell me that's not a future world champion right there. Doesn't matter if he's if he's world heavyweight champion. Doesn't matter if he's if he's you know WWE champion or undisputed Universal champion. It does not matter, bro. I, I honestly feel like Gunther would give Roman a run for his money, bro, and definitely would fucking destroy Roman, bro, without any help. I like this might be a long shot, but I but I really feel like Gunther would destroy Roman, bro. 
maybe like he would destroy Roman maybe after a couple months, bro. After if if Gunther was was drafted to WWE like to the main roster very soon, I definitely feel like Gunther would have thrown like the throne like Roman a matter of a couple of months, bro. Not even weeks, maybe like months. Like develop his like character like all the way to a point he's so over that people just love him even though he would like you know um even though he would get help all the time but Gunther would have destroyed destroyed Roman in the main event bro and <laughs> I know and I know Roman would not do so well against Gunther oh God but once that happens bro I'm telling you once that happens once Gunther finally has a chance to face Roman. It is a wrap, bro. You Roman is not seeing them titles ever again, ever again. Mark my words, bro. When Gunther drops that title, bro, it is over. It is over for the rest of the WWE. Whatever, if he gets, if he wins the uh, Royal Rumble, if he wins Money in the Bank, it is over for everybody else. Because why? He's keeping that title probably a lot, a lot longer than the NXT UK title he had way back when, bro, in twenty. In like what 2018 or so, 2018. But just give us some time. Give us some time to marinate. Do do will do a lot better as soon as he drops that title. Cause him with the IC title, Chef's Kiss. After he breaks that title and then drops it, watch this man go for the stars, shoot for the moon. Hands down, bro. But congratulations for Gunther retaining his title. And we just see, and we'll I'm just waiting for him to break shatter that record, bro. And just drop the title so he can move on to bigger and better things. Like, oh, God. Next match we have on the list is Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka in a WrestleMania rematch. This match, I did love. I did really like it. I won't say love. Love is a strong word. I said I like it. Because people, people said they don't like Bianca because she should have lost at WrestleMania and blah, 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 blah. It, am I like the only person that I wanted Bianca to retain her title against Asuka? Because hear me out. Hear me out. Y'all y'all in the back, hear me out. In a way, I did want Bianca to win because one, not only she's the, the longest modern day Raw Women's Champion or Women's Champion in general, I, this might sound crazy, but I wanted Trish, sorry, I wanted Bianca Belair to go after Trish Stratus' record. I did. I really, truly did wanted that to happen. Why you say it, I may ask, bro? Look, even though Bianca is a female super senior in a way, I would say that Bianca Belair has the dedication to beat Trish Stratus's record. I honestly feel like. I honestly feel like. Because Trish Stratus is the longest reigning women's champion of all time. With the total of 472 days, bruh. I think Bianca's like around 360 or so. If if I'm not mistaken, I probably I probably will look it up. But honestly, my girl, Bianca Belair, is is 360 plus 350 something days plus or 360 plus plus days. Something along the lines of there, maybe even more. He, she, she's, I think she's around like 360 plus days, right? Imagine, just like how they did with the Usos and the New Day when the Usos was dethroning, 
was was basically beating the New Day's record to become the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. You know, trying trying to have the New Day stop the Usos from beating their record. They should have the same thing with Bianca Belair if she retained at Night of Champions last night, which she didn't. But if she did, have Trish go after Bianca and have a little rivalry um, probably um, at a PLE, maybe maybe at probably not be at Survivor Series, maybe at like another PLE later down the line, maybe at Crown Jewel or so and have her, you know, try to go after Bianca Belair and try to stop Bianca Belair before she beats her reign and become the longest women, uh, the longest uh, women's champion of all time. And you know how much, I mean, yes, she'll be hated by a lot of people, but at the same time, bro, imagine Bianca Belair becoming one of the most dominant women's wrestlers of all time, beating Trish Stratus's record of the longest women's champion of all time. Think about that. Think about how good that storyline is. Because if you have that happen, if you if you think about it, if you have that happen, Bro, Trish will be will come be Trish will become number two to Bianca, bro. A modern wrestler that has only been on the roster for like two since like what 2021 has been on the roster since 2021, so two years. One year as as being the SmackDown Women's Champion that only lasts for six months, and then a following year made like became Raw Women's Champion. Has main evented WrestleMania twice. And then on top of that, the longest Raw Women's Champion by being Becky Lynch's record, becoming the longest Raw Women's Champion of all time. And then now the tie-in to become the longest Women's Champion of all time. Think about how good that match would be, bro. Chasing after the record and just becoming the longest reigning women's champion of all time. As much as people would hate that shit, I would love it. I would be storytelling at its finest with Bianca Belair, bro. Because that is pushing Bianca to the goddamn moon, bro. Pushing, like, Bianca to the goddamn moon. Because usually in this spot, it would be like Charlotte. Charlotte trying to be, you know, trying to be the longest reigning women's champion of all time. But nah, Bianca, bro. Bianca... Beating Charlotte's Flair record, beating Oscar's record, Becky Lynch, like Mercedes Monet, Bailey, and some Natalia, Naomi, uh, 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 like Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey. The list goes on and on and on, bro. Like you can you can hate Bianca all she wants, bro, but she proves. Each and every day, why she was the EST of WWE while holding the Raw Women's title, bro. You can hate her for so much reasons. She's a she's a mid card wrestler. She can't really wrestle. She can't cut a promo. Okay, cool. You can say all those things. That's your own opinions. But she dedicates herself in and out the ring. Why she's the strongest, the fastest, the bestest. And the EST of WWE, baby. Like, it can't it can't get no better than that. 
It can't. I mean, yes, Asuka should have beat Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, but like I said, WrestleMania was all about breaking records. That's all it was. It was all about defeating opponents, defeating, you know, you know, celebrities, defeating long-lived legends, and breaking records. That's what this WrestleMania was about. And, like, I, I feel like, yes, Asuka does deserve it, but every time, I'm going to say this, every time when she has a title, bruh, after a couple months, they hate it. They hate her having the title. Because ever since she kind of lost to Charlotte Flair at one point, her title runs has never been the same. Like, oh, God. Her title runs has never, ever been the same. Ever been the same. So, I mean, am I, like, a big, huge Bianca Belair or Oscar fan? No, I'm not, like, a big, major, like, you know, dick riding Oscar or dick riding Bianca Belair. I'm none of those things, bro. But would I like to see her become the longest woman, uh, women's champion of all time? Yes. For how long she held that title? Yes. Definitely. 100%. Because, like, in, in a way, like, Bianca, like, you gotta admit, like, Bianca fans did grow a little bit of an ego. Uh, because one, she didn't lose that title for such a long time. She didn't. She really didn't. So it was it was a good way to like humble the fans to be like, bruh, don't matter how long she held that title for, she's still gonna lose it regardless of somebody that's better than her or can outsmart her, which Oscar did. Which honestly, let me let me point out a fact. That was clever. I didn't realize, I really didn't realize that Oscar taped her fingers. So that, you know, when she spits the mist out on her fingers, that she won't burn herself in the process. And then right when, obviously, Bianca Belair was going for the KOD, they, like, literally, uh, Asuka literally rubbed her, like, the mist in her face. And then blindsided her. And then, bam! Which she kind of did that from uh, the Great Muda, which, shout out to the Great Muda for that, for that little thing, that little tribute to the Great Muda, which I did like that. And then, yes, she finally won, you know, the Raw Women's title as a heel, which, yes, I am glad that they went for that route for Oscar to beat Bianca Belair, even though, in a way, I did want Bianca Belair to retain, which a lot of people will hate that answer. But I know that, and I and let me say this, bro, and I know that the entire WWE Universe will turn on Oscar in a matter of three months, bro. They will get tired of her. They will get tired of her. Of her heel, of her heel persona, of her peer character, they'll get tired of her, like at least um withholding the title that long, and they'll just get tired of her in general. Like, oh god, that's happens with every single person. As soon as someone new, you know, has it, they, you know, as soon as they see that she has she doesn't have great matches, or she can't wrestle, or she hasn't really been wrestled good, they will turn on her like that. They don't give a fuck. Wrestling fans don't give a fuck, bro, at all. And Yes, even though this Oscar deserves the fuck out of this, bro. People said Bianca's reign was boring. It was boring, bro. But she was breaking records, though. She was proving herself why she deserves to be on the main roster, though. Like, I'm going to literally give you this, bro. Her next title, Bianca's next title, would be the Tag Team Championships. Mark my words, bro. 
she already won. She already main evented twice. She already main evented two WrestleManias. WrestleMania 37 and WrestleMania 38. She won back-to-back women's titles. SmackDown title first, Raw women's title first. And she has been two big-time opponents. One of the four, like two of the four, two of the four, uh, four two of the four horse women uh, in the main event. One being Mercedes Monet at WrestleMania 37, and one being Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38. You can't get, get it can't get no better than that. It can't. You can hate Bianca all you want, bro, but she deserves. But she proves herself time and time again. Why she deserves to be on the main roster, bro. And I heard, and I heard that literally after Bianca loses this title, which she did, she's gonna go batshit crazy and become like the craziest heel. Which I don't know. I I I I definitely feel like when it hits Monday Night Raw this coming Monday, that that Bianca will go batshit crazy and probably just just do everything to destroy the fuck out of Oscar. And I mean everything to destroy the fuck out of Oscar, because yes, we have four hundred days of Bianca. People are want to see someone new. Understand that, but bruh, if if they literally held out her title reign a little bit longer, just a smidge longer, seventy-two more days, she would have become tied with. Trish, and after them 72 days, longest woman champion of all time. In my mind, it should have happened. I feel like they should have pulled the trigger and have Bianca just drop the title after she beats Trish Shash's long-reigning women's championship. I feel like they should have done that, but they went with the other route to Asuka to beat uh, Bianca Belair, which, like I said, I'm not mad about, but you know, I'm, I'm a little bit sad that it didn't really go that way. But either way, I'm happy that you know, Oscar finally has women's uh, women's gold again, and we're gonna see what happens later on in her future with you know Oscar as the Raw Women's Champion as this dark persona, and see what she brings or what what new things she can bring as you know dark Oscar. So I am happy to see Oscar to where she's at, how she's grown over the years, and. How she's doing now. So good job, Oscar. I'm proud of you. So Natalia. Natalia, Natalia, Natalia. Natalia <laughs> got squashed by Rhea Ripley in 69 seconds. Between somewhere between 30 to 60 seconds. I don't know. But she got demolished. Squash. Finished. Benito. In seconds. As soon as that bell rang, bruh, as soon as that bell rung, ding, 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 you all here with Dominic, you blindsided, kablow! There you go. Rhea had the advantage the entire 30 seconds, bruh, and made an example out of you. Not like a 10-minute match and then made an example. Not a 5-minute match and made an example. 30 fucking seconds of a match to make an example out of you. Bruh, 30 seconds, bruh. And this was on her birthday. Natalia's birthday, bro. Night of Champions was her birthday and got demolished. 
by Rhea Ripley. Literally, all it took was her to throw you around the ring a couple times and one good riptide, and boop, you're done. That was sad. That This match was not even needed. It was so bad that just, just people don't even feel like talking about it. It was so bad for Natalia, right? But it was like just a good thing because what? Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley did her thing, did what she wanted to, squash her, made an example out of her, and then left. She did what she needed to do. She was just there to do her shit and leave. Obviously, because by Dominic, she did what she had to do. Dominic did the distraction perfectly, talked some shit about Natalia, and plow! There you go. Bruh. I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. Natalia's washed up. I can I can give credit with credit due. Natalia is a mid-card wrestler. She is a mid-female wrestler. She was good way back when. When Tyson Kidd, her husband, was on there. And, you know, all those other divas she was wrestling. Fucking Kelly Kelly. Like, fucking Alisa Fox. All these other wrestlers, bro. All these other female wrestlers. That's when she, like, Beth Phoenix, everybody. Her prime was way back then, bro. Now, when it reached, like, when, when the Raw Women's Championship came out. When the SmackDown Women's Championship came out. When the women's tag team titles came out, bruh, she was nothing but mid in all those, bruh. She got the title. She got the, I think her, I think her first title was the Raw Women's Championship, was mid with that title. She got the SmackDown Women's Championship, mid with that title. Got the tag team championships. That was her best run with the tag team titles. And then lost them with Tamita. Bruh. She's a mid tight. She's a mid mid wrestler bro mid ass wrestler dead ass serious bro everything about her smells like midness that's it she's mid as fuck didn't really care about her bro like oh god because everything about her was just nah it was basically a just a one two three squash match bro because this is what that that match needed to be was a squash match this match was not needed there was no point to put this on the card like oh god shit like, it was so bad. Like, this entire match was so bad. There was not even a storyline to lead up to this match. It was just Natalia got her ass whooped. Sorry, no. Dana Brooke got her ass whooped, marched down to save her friend, and then literally said, I want that title. That's That was the entire shit, bro. There was no buildup to, to this even to remotely to be even a great match, bro. Not even good. Not even okay. Just a bad setup, bro. Literally. You, you like you gotta think about it. the entire point of this match was literally to pad Rhea's stats for another title defense. That's it. That's the entire shit. Like, bro, she only held this title for like 32 days, bro. 32 days. She she made a mark of fucking Italian in fucking 30 seconds, bro. Literally, just 30 seconds, man. Which is insane. Which is literally insane, bro. That's that's hilarious, in my opinion. Fucking hilarious. I'm just saying, Natalia is not good at all, bro. Like, it was not even entertaining at all. And I'm going to say this. When it comes to some matches like this, like... You got to make it at least somewhat entertaining 
So you'll be like, okay, it was okay. It was, you know, you know, the match, the match was good. The storyline not great, but the match was fire. Like, I like we obviously throughout the years of WWE, we've seen a lot of buildups to terrible matches. We've seen great buildup, terrible match, or terrible buildup or great match. It's hard, like. Uh, it, it's it's very rare to see like both the match and the buildup was worth the wait. Like Cody Rhodes, for example, that buildup for that match was from WrestleMania 37. That buildup for that for going against Roman Reigns was WrestleMania 37. Going into Wrestle 38, 38, so it's a good year, bro. Literally, as soon as Cody Rhodes came, like beat. Rollins for the first time, he already made his mark. He said, I want I came here for one thing and one thing only, the WWE championship. That if you think about it, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns storyline was a build-up from like a year ago. Oh god, bro. It was a build-up from a year ago. Like you like that's how good, brother. It was a build, it was a good year-long build-up. Like it was like Seth Rollins, him interfering with that, and then still thinking about. Roman, but not completely. And then once he came back, then he was thinking about Roman come like entirely and just be like, bro, I want these titles. I want to take the fuck from you, bro. Simple. Like, and the build up, they build it up. Obviously, fucking Roman was is still over till this day, bro. Still over. And Cody was fucking white hot, bro. White hot greatness, man. And then obviously the match was. Excellent, bro. It was a chef's kiss. Still solo got involved. So you can have see you can have great matches and great buildups. It's just rare that both will happen at the same time. This, however, was a bad buildup and a bad and just a squat. It was a bad match in general. It was a squash match. It was a squash match, bro. Like you can this is what I think. When it comes to stuff like this. It's like a cake title fans that still needs to be good. But this when it comes to Natalia, bro, all you get is like paint by the numbers bullshit. That's it, bro. You like if you could have maybe put like this shit on raw, it could have been like a little bit longer, bro. But at the same time it's fucking Natalia, bro. You, if you put like this, this, this match would have done a lot better on Raw than it would have done on on Night of Champions. Like on God, like think about it. Like it would have done a lot better, a lot better if it was on Raw. And then you could probably take this to a PLE if it gets a lot more deeper. Which, when it comes to Natalia, it doesn't because it's all her. Her character is just fucking mid, bro. It's just so goddamn mid when it comes to her. Yes, she hasn't had a title in who knows how long, but she's just a mid-ass wrestler, bro. The only good thing that I took away from this 30-second match was literally Dom literally jumping on Rhea and just making fun of Natalia. That's the only thing that was funny about this entire thing. That was the only thing that was good about this entire shit. Everything else was just Dom hits Hera with the distraction. She got distracted. Rhea countered. Basically threw her around like a ragdoll for a couple seconds and then hit the riptide. One, two, three, over. That's it. That's the entire match. Like, and, like, you could say, oh, it's an insult in fucking Natalia, bro. Like, Natalia can't even wrestle like she used to, bro. 
Natalia is all washed up, bro. She is not like she used to be. Like, when it comes to her wrestling, like, sometimes, bro, she's stiff. Sometimes she's smooth with it. It's like a mixture of both. I don't know which one's true. I really don't, man. Like, I'm I'm not gonna say, bro. When it like when it comes to now all these like new, faster, stronger wrestlers like Bianca, like Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, like people like Natalia, she can't come fucking compete. Let's be completely honest, she can't compete. She can't at all. Like you're basically three dominant women right now in the WWE. And like that's the young is Bianca, Rhea, and the, and and Raquel. Legit, that's your three most dominant women. Not counting Charlotte, not counting Becky, because they're dominant on their own. But obviously, if I said obviously for younger stars, Rhea, Bianca, and Raquel, that's your dominant three women for younger stars. And if we're talking about overall, obviously Charlotte, Becky, so on and so forth. But when you're when it, when it comes to Rhea Ripley, especially if Dominic's by her side, she's gonna win regardless. I mean, she can win without Dom. I mean, she kind of proved it herself at WrestleMania. She can win without Dominic Mysterio. And it, it it's funny, it's hilarious to me because when I was literally watching this match. I was literally, I went to like get something to drink or get something to eat and I turned around and then the match was done. I was like, what, 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 what the fuck just happened, bro? Like where, where the, the, the match is done already. And I had to go back. I literally had to rewind and see what happened. And she got squashed in like 30 seconds. So she did make her name out of Natalia. I can tell you that much. So honestly, Matt, like I said, match wasn't even needed. I rather have the United States championship Championship match between Austin Theory and Sheamus over this match any day. Like, you can literally, you can put two matches on this card and it'll be immediately better than the SmackDown Women's title match. You know, Like, Austin Theory versus Sheamus for the United States Championship or this coming um, uh, night on Monday Night Raw, a fatal four-way for the Women's Tag Team title. Bruh, those two matches would have probably done so much better than Natalya getting squashed by Rhea Ripley in a matter of 30 seconds. Oh, God. Like it could, but at the end of the day, it's Natalia, so she's washed up. She's boring. She can't cut a good promo for shit. She can't even wrestle like that like she used to. Everything about Natalia is mid and will always be mid to me. You cannot change my mind, oh God. So, obviously, well, no, I don't need to really say, I, I really don't need to say Rhea Ripley did her thing, squashed her, and left. That's all, that's all I really need to know. That's all I really need to tell you guys. All I got to say is uh, congratulations. On squashing your opponent, legitly squashing her, and uh, we'll see what better actual real opponents can face you for your titles. Fight me if I'm wrong. Next one we got on the list: Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Second main event of the night. This match, I really like this match. I really did like this match a lot. This was very entertaining. I loved it. Obviously, I won't say it was cut short, but I didn't expect Brock Lesnar to win or to beat Cody by putting him to sleep. Like, dude, like, dude literally put Cody to sleep. Like, he, obviously, he didn't put him to sleep to like, maybe 
15 minutes in, but he literally put him to sleep. And this man was out. Like, I won't say he was not out immediately, but my man literally, like, if I literally say my man literally hit him, Cody literally hit him with the crossroads, even though he hurt his arm a little bit. And the selling for Brock Lesnar was really good, though. Brock's like, ah, shit, got stunned, but I'm good. All right? And then he's like, bruh. And what what's that whole thing? Like, like they said that he had a cast, like, it was around his arm. It's like something like a metal or aluminum cast. And then, like, the actual cast that will protect him from, like, getting, like, more injured from um Brock Lesnar or Brock Lesnar keeping him from – or him keeping Brock Lesnar from breaking his arm, either one. Um, will I say – will I say this feud is pointless? No, because technically they're trying to build him up to have that same confidence, that same momentum when they first – when they first did it, when it was Roman and Cody the first time around, which I understand what they're doing, but you you gotta you gotta admit, bro. Like this is the first time he lost since he's been back. I mean, second time he's lost since he's been back. Like he's been back a year. He's literally won all his matches. The only time he's lost twice was to Roman. And to Brock from last night, from from Night of Champions. That's it. That's the only he only lost twice, bro. Twice. And technically, he didn't really pin him. He put him to sleep. But technically, he did still lost though. But at the same time, like, and obviously, Brock is a cheater. Brock will always be a cheater. Bro literally broke his arm before their match, and then literally. I want like and people can say it's a fake injury. You can't fake a broken arm. I mean, scratch that. You can break a, you can fake a broken arm. But how Cody's arm was, I don't think that was a fracture. I think that was like an actual break. Unless unless says otherwise. Because I feel like it's a fracture. You know, in a way it looks like a break, but it kind of sounds like it's more like a fracture on oh, God. And like I don't know, bro. It's it's with this. It's crazy how how they did with Cody, bro. I think they're they're just burying Cody with Brock at this point, bro. Like every time, ever since Cody lost to Roman, which honestly he should have won to this day, should have won beat Roman. But ever since he lost to Roman, bro, they just been burying this man. They've been burying Cody like crazy. I mean, yes, he did have a controversial win at um. At backlash last month, but at the same time, he did pin him, and it's it's now one one. Cody Rhodes pinned Brock Lesnar in a controversial pin, what beat him? Like now one one tied it up one one by Brock because he put him in the Kamara lock and put him to sleep. Didn't pin him, but put him in the Kamara lock and did put him to sleep. Not immediately though, he, he faded, and then he was up miraculously. I don't know how he. He was up just like that, just like it's nothing. But he, but he's up. He, he was good. He's like, bro, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm still alive, huh? I'm, I'm alive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go sleep. I'm not gonna go sleep. And like you, you got and people's like, bro, he got into Kamala. How did he do that? What? How? I'm like, bro. He literally all he did was literally exhausted himself, using all of his strength to get out. That's it. 
that's all he really had to do. I mean, you also got to admit, bro, when it comes to, to Brock, bro, Brock don't give up easily, man. He don't. You can, you can, but you got to do so much, like, finishing moves to make this man, like, legit, you know, get pinned and stay pinned or staying down, bro. Like, oh, God. Like, in a way, in this match, they made Cody Rhodes look a little like 2013 John Cena. But in a way, even though in the match he did look like 2013 John Cena, you have to at least make him be squashed just a little bit. A little bit to get that confidence back. Like, understand because... Like, with, when it comes to this match, bro, like, oh, God, like, this man literally put in, like, I think three crossroads. He did three crossroads, and then literally after the, maybe, like, the third crossroad, he was literally put into the Kimura Lock. Like, oh, God. And, well, I wouldn't say three crossroads, more like he was about to do his third one, and then he got put in the crossroads. And then... Like, he was bending that arm, bro. And I mean that. You can tell from his face that arm was hurting, man. And he was still alive regardless because I thought he faded. But one, well, he was like, bro, you might you might be breaking my arm, bro. But I'm not going to fade. Like, oh, God. You can do everything to me, but I'm not going to fade. And then after a while, this man, Brock, just decided to say, fuck it, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> You might you might have faded, bro, but I'm going to make sure that is broken so you won't have another title, bro. So you won't have another shot. And then Brock, bro, Brock wanted to do so much, bro. Brock literally stay in that Kamara lock. He wanted to make sure his shit was broken, bro. They literally had to ring the bell so much times, bro. So much times to get Brock off of his ass, bro. Brock... In a way, Brock, if Brock doesn't get what he wants, bro, he is a menace, bro. He is a menace to society. Like, oh, God, man. Like, and not going to lie, in a, in a way, he was put to sleep in that Kamara lock. He was just like, yeah, you were not going out of that. As much as I wanted him to power out of it and just hit him with, like, a crossroads or, like, put him like, an RKO or put him in, like, a multiple Cody Cutters, bro, and then multiple crossroads. Like at this point, at, at this point, Brad, he he needed to pass out. <laughs> I mean, he just needed to pass out because one, you you he kind of broke his he kind of broke his arm because you don't remember when it was a uh, Monday Night Raw that that go home show for Night of Champions. Like this man, Brock literally put this man and probably. Legitly broke his arm, moved it like a little bit, and then <clears throat> broke his arm. Legitly, probably, in a way. I don't like it. It looks broken, but at the same time, it looks fractured. I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is that that pain hurts. That, like you, <laughs> it, I mean, I, that pain hurts. Oh God. And I feel like for their last match, bro. For their last match, they need to put like maybe like an I quit match. Like you need to have some type of stipulation for your last match, man. Put like 
a no holds bar or a tables, ladders, and chair match or a tables match or a no disqualification match or a last man standing match. Something you got to need something nice along the lines to make it be like, I'm done with you completely. Like, Brock, I am done with you. I don't want nothing to do with you no more. Like, you're literally wasting my time type shit. Because that's what he's technically doing, bro. In a way, he's wasting a little bit of our time. The real talk. Because I'm... I, I don't I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's just... Eh. Like... People, like, I, I did read the comments. You know... People are like, bro, how the fuck can you pass up from the Kimura lock, bro? The pain of a Kimura lock, it looks kind of painful. The, the pain from the Kimura lock can, is probably so bad to the point you can actually pass out. And passing out from pain is actually a real thing. Like, it does. People, people think, oh, passing out from pain doesn't exist, bro. It happens more than you think. Passing out from something as... as as well known as that in a submission hold as that with something like a broken ligament. Yeah. Too much pain can make you pass out. Like, oh God, you can, you, you like, and obviously in real life, when you passing out from that much pain, you can basically wake up from anywhere. You can, I wouldn't say you could either, you can a wake up from anywhere or B just not wake up at all. So, that they're they're gonna have to probably the man's probably gonna be out on some surgery, on oh God. Like he's probably gonna be out for like at least few months, man. At least few months. So I feel like they're not they're gonna have him out for maybe if he is if he is gonna be out they're probably gonna have him out to like SummerSlam. But if he's not that injured, they're probably gonna have one more match, and then. After that, he's done with Brock Lesnar. So I know he's going to win his, his, his the third match. Because obviously this is a trilogy. So he's going to win his third match regardless. It, it's Cody Rhodes. He's going to do some. He's gonna do something along his lines to be like, bro, I, I want to put you to sleep. Like, legitly. I want to put you to sleep. I want to be done with you. I don't want nothing to do with you. And I'm on the face in Roman Reigns. That's it. That That's exactly what needs to happen. Because... You putting him all these all these random people. Yes, Brock Lesnar is a former world champion and everything, former Universal Champion, former WWE Champion. I understand that, but you you need to know this, bro. You need to know this. Like, stop putting my dog in predicaments that he can may not come back from. I love Cody, I really do, bro, but. Don't kill my man. <laughs> You're basically burying my man early as hell. Don't do that. Don't do that. And all I really gotta say is congratulations to Brock from putting a, for putting a sleeper hold on Cody. Even though I did not want Brock to win, but at the same time to make Brock look a little bit dominant, put him to sleep and knock him out. Even though I did want Cody to win this match so bad, I really wanted to win this match and be like. All right, two for three. I'm done with you. I can move on to my next rivalry. That's it. But with this, obviously going to drag it out. So money in the bank. And if not money in the bank, SummerSlam. One of the two. So honestly, we'll see what happens when it hits Monday Night Raw. 
Um, we'll see if Cody is going to challenge Brock Lesnar for at least one more match or will be out till, you know, a couple months and get his arm fully healed. We don't know. But uh, we'll just see what happens uh, when Monday Night Raw hits. So now coming to the last and final match and the third main event of the night and the best match slash segment of the night. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match between Solo Sokola and your undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns going against Kevin Owens and Sammy motherfucking Zayn. And this match was the best match of the night. The best match of the night. Especially what happened later on in the match. Bruh. 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 My boy, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens got the W, retained their titles, and then on top of that, we've seen the complete crumble and downfall of the bloodline. Bruh, and I mean, the entrances was already fire enough. The entrances was already fire enough. Obviously, we've seen, you know, the you know the basic Roman entrance, right? And then you see my boy Kevin coming out, and then you see my boy Sami Zayn, because I know he's, like, part Muslim, I think. Because he's, like, I like I, like, I think in my, I think from what I've heard from uh, the comments or what I've heard from a post that, one, he's Muslim, he's, uh, he's Arabic slash Muslim, which I didn't know Sami Zayn was Arabic. Uh, thank you for everybody that, like, shout, like, you know, that's tweeted that out on there. And... That I mean, that's I didn't ever I never knew that like Sami Zayn was Arabic. Damn, bro, An Arabic champion, bro, <laughs> bro. That and on top of that, the the way he respected you know the Muslim culture, the whole Saudi Arabia culture, bro. I love that. That's already gets a plus for me, bro. That already gets a plus for me. And obviously, it was it was also funny because um obviously how they like uh <laughs> how they you know introduce. Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. And it's funny because Roman Reigns gave this man a ball tap with his fucking titles and shit, which was kind of hilarious and shit. But that was, and then after that, when the Renan said, and his opponent, he said, you know what? I got this. And then the man speak, he basically did his whole introduction in Arabic, which I, which I 100% fucking love. I, I love that, bro. Sami Zayn did a great job with that. Just a little part of that introduction, bro. Obviously, Kevin Owens is confused. Solo was confused. Even Paul and Roman was confused. They were like, Wait, what the fuck? It's Roman's, Roman's fucking face priceless because he didn't know what the hell Sami Zayn was saying. He was like, what, what the fuck is this nigga saying? The fuck? And <laughs> he was like, nigga, huh? Like, bro, is this necessary? What? What you say? <laughs> that shit was hilarious. And then Kay was like, "All right, shit. <laughs> Let me hold up my titles." You feel me? <laughs> that shit was hilarious, but it was also so fire, bro. That introduction also is what made a little bit of like of what most of this main event was, man. And this main event was so fucking good, bro. 
obviously it was a little bit of a back and forth tag, you know, Roman tags, solo, solo tags, Roman, Sammy tags, Kevin, Kevin tags, Sammy. So it's a little bit of a back and forth with this match. And this, this was, this was such a fucking solid match. This was like a 10 out of 10 goddamn match, bro. And I mean, obviously, bruh, this entire match was so fucking good. Obviously, you know, Sammy doing the regular, you know, you know, showing out, showing up and showing out. Obviously, so, uh, Solo doing what he usually do, shows up and shows out, right? And as soon as this man was literally about to Samoa spike his ass, he said, nah, Sam was like, not today. And literally just threw him into the turnbuckle, bro. I'm like, yes, yes, bro. Give this man one good huluva kick and send him to the gods. And he said, huh? yep. And right when we thought that Sami Zayn was going to beat them right there, Roman was like, bro, what the fuck you doing, bro? I'm going to break that shit up real quick. Time out, bro. And... This this match was so well, bro. But I already knew when it comes with Roman, when it comes to the bloodline, when it comes with Solo, there's always gonna be a fucking like a, the refs are gonna be taken out. And what happened? Right when Sammy's about to go into the ref, he moved out the way, and the ref got speared by Sammy's. I mean, the ref got speared by fucking Roman. And I'm like, what the fuck? I knew this shit was gonna happen. <laughs> As usual, anytime Roman's in the ring, bro. Anytime Roman's in the ring. With the ref, with his opponent, shenanigans, always. Like, when it comes to a heel, and when it comes to a heel run, it comes to heel tactics, always. And I'm like, bruh, every single time, bruh, every single time, the ref, the, sorry, the ref is always down, always down. And then I was like, in the corner, I see my boy fucking Sammy Zay charting up like he did at Elimination Chamber. I'm like, oh, shit, this man nigga's about to hit the Superman punch. Man about to hit this man with a spear. And right when he's about to hit this man with a Superman punch, Roman said, night, and then literally hit his ass. Literally hit his ass with a Superman punch. And then Kevin, and then what made, yo, the match was so good. After, like, literally, going into that, obviously, like, Kevin Owens came out of nowhere and speared, and did a spear to Roman. I'm like, bruh. Yo, these moves, bro, the moves that Kevin is doing, he literally speared. He speared Roman. Clean spear, by the way. Chef's kiss of a spear. I've really never seen Kevin Owens spear this nigga. Oh, God. And then right when right when Kevin Owens is about to put this man through a table, who do you see? Bitch. Like, you, we see the bitch-ass Usos, bro. I'm like, bro. But what made it so good, though, to what happened... Literally, they literally beat this nigga up, right? They literally beat up Sammy. They literally, they really, no, they're beating up Kevin, right? Took out his aggression on, on, like, on Kevin. Knocked his ass out, then put the fucking, you know, then threw the, uh, obviously rolled him over with the fucking announce that's on his ass. And then right after that, what they were doing? Super kicking Sammy. And then by accident, Sammy moved out the way last second, and they super kicked Solo. And now... And it was so fucking good. So good. They super kicked Solo. Roman only saw Solo getting super kicked. Not Sammy getting super kicked. So immediately, Roman was like, You super kick Solo? The fuck is wrong with you? Nigga said, bro, you super kick the enforcer of the bloodline? Obviously, he didn't say that, but thinking that, yes, he was thinking that. He's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you ruining this? Why? 
Why? This man was hella pissed, bro. Hella pissed. He was like, bro, bro, we were just trying to help, bro. Like, come on, bro. And then Roman was like, bro, the fuck is wrong with you? Get the fuck out my ring, bro. Get the fuck out my ring. It's like, nigga, get the fuck out my face. <laughs> he literally said, get the fuck out my face, bro. And he was like, at that point, I knew that Simi was going to snap, bro. I knew it was, because obviously, fucking Jay's a bitch. Jay, Jay was going to, Jay should have done what fucking Jimmy should have did a long ass time ago. But literally, right when he seen his brother getting fucking pushed. Because this nigga's like, bro, Roman's like, nigga, what the, what the fuck you touching me, bro? And then Jay's like, bro, I've always been here since day one, who's Always since day one. And then this nigga kept shoving fucking Jay. He was like, this ain't no day one no more. This ain't no day one no more. Get the fuck out of my ring. All we see is, <gasps> and I'm like, finally, finally, Jay did what, sorry, Jimmy did what Jay should have done long time ago. And that super kicked the fuck out of Roman. Literally said, nigga, I fucking hate your ass so much, bro. He said, nigga said, and then, bro, oh my God. That super kick to Roman was the loudest pop I've seen, bro. And then you see in the eyes of Jimmy, bro, the eyes of Jimmy's like, Nigga, I am tired of this bullshit. I am tired. I could tell from the way he was looking at Roman after he super kicked him the first time. He was like, bro, I'm tired of your bullshit. I'm trying, I'm tired of you treating us like shit. I'm tired of not getting no callback. Not you not talking to us, ignoring us when we ask you a question, treating us like fucking children, like we were kids. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of it. I'm tired, 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 tired of that shit. And then Jay was like, bro, what the fuck did you do? Why'd you do that for? Literally, the famous line that Jimmy said, bruh, bruh, I did what you should have done a long time ago. I got you. Beep. Kicked him again, bro. And that's how you know Jimmy's like, bruh, I'm done with you. I'm done with the bloodline. This this group is nothing but bullshit. <laughs> you can tell. That's what that in his mind. That's what he said, bro. And he's like, bruh. You my day one. We are brothers. He's not your brother, bro. We got to go. We got to go. We leave. We got to go. And I love that, bro. The downfall of the bloodline is upon us, and it happened at Night of Champions, bro. That, bro, this clip, like the the, the whole clip with, with, you know, Jimmy super kicking Roman twice and literally saying, bro, I've done... What you should have done a long time ago. I got you. Bruh, that clip is going to just forever stay on the internet. And that's forever going to be one of the remem the memorable downfalls of fucking the bloodline, bro. He, he literally said, Jimmy said, bruh, we are brothers. We are blood, bruh. He ain't your brother. He's one of, like, you're my brother. He's not your brother. Bruh, Paul, and then Paul Heyman's face, bruh. When he saw what Jimmy did, priceless, priceless face, bro. Oh my gosh, it was such priceless. He he was like, bro. Jimmy was like, I'm your brother, bro. We gotta go. We we gotta go. No, no, do not save Roman. We gotta go. And then he was Jay was literally looking at this man like, bro. We gotta go. Leave. Come on, bro. We gotta go. And then right when right when Paul saw what happened. His, Paul Heyman's face was still in shock. Still looking at Jimmy and Jay. Still in shock. 
just still looking at him, not even concerned about Roman. Just just kept on looking at fucking Jimmy and Jay, bro. And then Jimmy's like, bro, we gotta go. Bro, he's not, bro. I know I'll bro. I'm not, I'm not doing this shit no more. We are done with him, bro. And then Solo now waking up, realized, like, bro, what, what the fuck just happened? And then all of a sudden, always see my boy, Kevin O's. Give this man a stutter right after that. Like Sami Zayn gave this man a haluba kick. Our new ref slides in. One, two, three. They retain the titles. And I'm like, bruh, I haven't been much more excited than the Bloodline story in so goddamn long. Don't get me wrong. I was, don't get me wrong with this storyline, bruh. Three years in the making. After three years, the Bloodline story has now, is now crumbling drastically, bruh. Drastically, obviously, we see my boy Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens retain them titles, and then I like, and obviously, you still hear Jay literally telling his brother Jimmy, like, bro, what did you do? What did you do, bro? You can tell that Jimmy's done with the bullshit. He was done with the bullshit since they lost their titles, bro. Because after they look after that, the Usos lost their titles, bro. Roman said, Roman doesn't want nothing to do with them, doesn't want to talk to them, text them, call them, email them, message in the bottle back. Nope. None of that, bruh. And everything, ever since, like, Jay and Jimmy was trying to earn their, like, loyalty back to him, bruh, Roman just did not give a fuck. He just doesn't give a fuck about them no more, bro. The only reason why he gave a fuck about them, because A, they had the tag, they were undisputed tag team champions, and B, they just kept help Roman winning. Just because they helped him run in, they just because they helped him win, and on top of that, them having tag team gold before they lost to the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, bruh, shit. Like Roman would have paid attention to them. Now, doesn't want nothing to do with them. And just like Sami Zayn said the night before, literally the night, the night before, um, Night of Champions, he said, he literally said. To fucking Roman and Jimmy and Jay. He said, Here, you, you see that? See that, Roman? The bloodline is crumbling and it's all your fault. Bruh, chef's kiss, bruh. Chef's kiss. And then what made it even more better when Jay, you know, when, when Jay, when Jay gave Solo the titles and then Jimmy's about to give, like, literally looking at Roman, looking at the titles. Didn't even want to give up the titles, bro. You could tell, bro. This man was done with Roman's BS. You could just tell. He was like, bro, why ain't giving these titles to this nigga? Why ain't giving this, the titles to him? Bro, literally, Jay was like, bro, give me the fucking titles, bro. And then you can tell, bro, that moment when it, you see when you see Solo pull up the one. You see Paul in the front. You see Roman put up the one. You see Jay put up the one. Jimmy's not even putting up the ones. He's not even acknowledging the Roman. He's not putting, doing any of that. Jay looked back. He's like, bro, what, what the hell are you doing? Come on, bro. Jay's like, bro, this is, such, this is such motherfucking bullshit, bro. You can tell Jay is done. He is, sorry, not John. You can say that Jimmy's done, bro. Jimmy's done. I thought it was going to be Jay the first one to snap. Nah, Jimmy. Jimmy was the first one to snap. Because we all said, bro, Jay, bro, Jay, you getting used like a lapdog, bro. And now, after all these times, bro, it's coming back full circle. It is coming back full circle. First, it was Jay getting his ones with Roman. And obviously, when it was Jay getting his ones with Roman, didn't want to acknowledge him. 
Jimmy wanted to join Roman. Now that is coming back full circle. Jay is Roman's lapdog. Jimmy wants nothing to do with Roman no more. And now he's done. Not a champions. He is now done with Roman's BS, bro. Done being a lapdog. Done being told what to do. Done being pushed around like a child. He is completely done. And we've seen that. And now only time will tell what will happen to Jimmy and Jay. Because now I feel like since we're going to be taught, even though we celebrate 1,000 days of Roman Reigns being, you know, universal champion, now this is going to be Jimmy, a whole trial or whatever of Jay, of where, or sorry, if not Jay, of what, of what Jimmy did. Now Jay has to choose with between his brother and with Roman. And if you know, if he picks Roman, bro, if he picks Roman, Jimmy wants his one with Roman for the titles. And I thought we all said, bro, we all want Jay. I'm like, bro, from like literally from Royal Rumble, we thought it was going to be Jay getting his one, bro. We thought it was going to be Jay said, run it back. Nah, his brother Jimmy's like, his brother Jimmy's like, bro, I want you. And I, I hope it's like I want you at Money in the Bank. I hope the next, I hope this next match, which for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, or is gonna be at Money in the Bank. Oh God, because obviously, So don't know what the fuck happened. Obviously, he's nah, he's he's Gonzo. He doesn't know what the fuck happened. But Jay is now gonna be stuck between choosing sides with his brother Jimmy. Or be, keep being a lapdog for Roman. That's what he's now 50-50 in between now. And obviously, where J, wherever Jimmy goes, Jay goes. Because they're brothers. And I really need to see his I really need to see the ones, bro. I really need to see... I really need to see fucking Jimmy fight Roman, bro. That's the next match on my list, bro. They, like, it needs to happen. It needs to be... The next pay-per-view, Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns. For the undisputed Universal Championship. Needs to happen. Triple H, I know you can make it happen, bro. Yo. Like, people say, yo, this storyline's getting stale. Bloody, bloody, bro. This storyline is just getting hot, bro. You thought Sami Zayn was the hotness? Nah. Nah. The downfall of the bloodline right now is the hottest since Sami Zayn has been in the bloodline. Oh, God, bro. The crumble of the bloodline is the hottest thing since Sami Zayn has been in the bloodline. Oh, God. You cannot... You, you, if you want to argue with me, fight me, bro, because you know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. And I'm literally telling you right now, bro. I'm literally telling you right now. Obviously, Roman's pissed that he didn't get the titles. Roman was looking up at Sami. He's like, bro, fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> you can tell by his face. He's like, bro, I'm done. I'm done. Oh my gosh, this that main event though was Chef's Kiss, bro. Ten out of ten main event, man. I love that set. I knew. I already knew. I called it that. Sammy, we all called it technically. Everybody that across the U.S. and around the world called it. We all called it that. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to retain if the Usos interfere and cause. Roman and sold the titles. And what happened? That's exactly what happened. And even better, Jimmy super kicked the fuck out of Roman. Now we just got to wait to see what happens this coming 
Friday night on SmackDown, bro, because I I, I know this storyline is going to get even hotter and even more popular, bro. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> the downfall, the, the crumbling downfall of the bloodline is upon us, and it is white hot, and I can't wait till Friday night SmackDown. Oh, my God. But the overall, bro, Night of Champions was a fire. was a fire PLE, bro. It was a fire PLE. I literally give this this entire pay-per-view like an 8.5 out of 10. It would have been a 9 if, one, they would have took the SmackDown Women's title match off the card or replaced it with either the United States Championship or the uh, four, the uh, Fatal 4-Way uh, Tag Team Championship for the Women Tag Team's you know, titles. But overall, in, every single match on there was fire. Every single match. And if I literally have to go just for um, my top four, I wouldn't say top four. I, I would basically put, this is this is how I put the matches. So, obviously, I'll put obviously the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship first. Then Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the heavyweight title. Then Cody versus, uh, then Cody versus Brock. Then the IC Championship. Then, um, then I put, uh, what was it? Bianca versus Asuka, then Becky versus Trish, and then, you know, obviously the last one, the squash match between Natalia and Rhea Ripley. But like I said, each, everybody on this match, except for the squash match, did every, did, did, did they shit, bro? Oh my gosh, man. Like in Saudi Arabia crowd was so lit. On, on Night of Champions, brother. So lit, bro. So lit. And, and I, I just can't wait. I really, I just, I'm just literally waiting for that, for just, for Friday Night Smackdown. I am, bro. I so freaking am. I'm excited. I am excited for Friday Night Smackdown. Mostly because the bloodline. I mean, I feel like, I think now Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are, are probably done with, the bloodline now, and now it's on to the bloodline completely crumbling to its demise, to its doom. So we're going to see what happens with that. But anyway, but anyway, yo, thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, chilling, vibing, kicking it with me, and just talking about Night of Champions because I love it. And I will, and I will literally talk about the, the demise of the Bloodline later on into another episode because obviously this is gonna continue to maybe probably next year of um probably up to I think WrestleMania 40 of next year. So um yeah, I don't know because cause I know there's gonna be a lot because obviously like I said, Jimmy's gonna go, Jay's probably the next one, and then solo, and then if not, and if after solo leaves that's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> that is the downfall of the bloodline. The whole downfall. So I, I just can't wait for that. Can't wait to see what happens later on, especially with uh, Seth Rollins being your new world heavyweight champion. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hyped to see what happens coming this week for wrestling. Cause I know it's about to be a white. It's about to be white heart, bro, for both Raw and SmackDown, bro. On oh, God. But 
It's boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mesh. You can follow my podcast, Organized Mesh, across all social medias. You know, follow across, you know, like called, uh, it's called ODDM Official, across all socials. You can follow my personal stuff, Antoine TV2, um, the YouTube channel, and all my other social media stuff. Um, so, yeah, I hope everybody has a great Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody get drunk, lit, party. Do whatever, or, or just chilling by yourself. Stay classy, stay safe, and be breezy, y'all.